I'm joined by Spencer. Spencer, say hey to the people. Hey, everybody. BJ, we got you. I'm here. How's it going? And Levi. What's up? Yeah, okay. All right. This is part two of a recording we're doing on February 1st. We are back after our New Year's episode. And uh, we just recorded part one where we hit the on-brand segment. We tried a really nice rye. This is the rye episode. BJ, do you want to talk a little bit about the second whiskey we're going to try? Uh, yeah, so this is the other end of the spectrum. Um, they're one of the grocery stores near me, for whatever reason, puts alcohol on clearance every so often, um, which I find really funny. Um, yeah, this is a little bit rougher. It's uh, I paid, I think, 12 or 13 bucks for it, but it's a George Dickel uh, rye. Um, you know, as... As things go, I think it's a very like middle of the line. It mixes well, you know. It's it's drinkable. It's reasonably drinkable by itself. Like I don't have any qualms with it, but it's a much rougher, also more boring rye um, as things go. But to me, this is sort of a this is the other end of the spectrum. Spencer's very unhappy. Um, He's shaking his head and, and has a weird look on his I'll face. I'll tell you this. Uh, I, I just caught myself. Um, so I tried it. BJ, you saw my reaction. I didn't like it. Yep. Um, but then you told me it was Dickel. And so then I went back and I was like, well, wait a second. Let me try it again. Because like I do believe in the, the Dickel brand. Yeah. Um, and I do like Dickel, but this rye is not that good to me. Yeah. I, it's 100% I'm not, I'm not, not that good. It. But I, I like it. I like it reasonably well. It still has, to me, some of the spice notes and things like that. It's yeah, it does. Yeah. Reasonably smooth. I mean, 100%, this is not a good rye. Like, you know, going in, there was no way this was going to be, like, anywhere near the, like, paying, you know, 70, 100 bucks for, for a whiskey. That being said, um, I yes. think it's it still... It, Again, I think this is one of the things that we talk about for a price point. Mm-hmm. Um, and we don't have like a go-to price point rye. Yeah, I, I, I'll draw a parallel to, remember when we did the, the pod over Con of Thrones? And I think you had like a whiskey Heaven Hill, something mm-hmm. like that, yeah. um, that we all sort of dismissed as you know sort of well liquor until we tasted yeah. it and we were like oh holy shit this is really good um i think that is an example of what this could be if it was better yeah and again i think like yes if it was better it would be a holy shit but this is better than any well this oh absolutely yeah oh so, yeah yeah so, no, no, i don't i don't mean to compare it to that but yeah i, I, I just you know talking about the price point yeah Heaven Hill example is for me an example of okay, well you have a twelve dollar bottle of liquor. That's right. the best twelve dollar bottle of liquor I've ever had in my life. Yeah, um, and I think that there are similarities, um, but Heaven Hill is so much harder to find. Yeah, and so this I think is is relatively easy to find. Like I'm not going to put it quite in the same sentence with like. Buffalo Trace, but I would put it in the same sentence as Makers. Yeah. Oh, that. Oh, that's better, Makers. Yeah. Right, but like in terms of availability, yeah. like you can yeah, find yeah. it. Um, and I, you know, I bought out the grocery store when they had this for thirteen bucks a bottle. Yeah, Spencer, what'd you think? Well, I had a couple more sips of it now, and there is nothing objectionable about it. It is not bad. If anything, it's perfectly smooth. I actually taste a little bit more spice on this than I did on the last one. But compared to the last one, it just feels like there's so much not there. It, I don't taste much flavor from it. If anything, after the initial spice taste, I can't, almost taste nothing. It almost just feels like a means to alcohol. And... Means the to alcohol. Like it. Deficient. I mean, it, autobiography. As you said, if it, it tastes like something you'd want to mix with something else, just to add extra flavor to it, because there's nothing bad about it at all. It's quite, as I would say, it's quite efficient. I actually enjoy the initial spice taste, but it just becomes very disappointing from there when there's nothing to follow it up. And particularly in light of tasting it after the wonderful first one, it just feels so much less by comparison. Levi, uh, is this like um, 
reminds you of the 1990s when you were in junior high <laughs> or whatever Halloween uh, um, <laughs> you're going to do. This is the General Sal's chicken of rye whiskey. <laughs> it's not bad, but it's not something you should that's actually be really ordering good. in a place that you can get something. Yeah, that's actually a really good explanation. Better. Mm-hmm. I know, I'm a genius. Come on, guys. Get on the train. Yeah. <laughs> this makes really good mixed drinks when you want just a rye. Um, and so yeah. uh, these has been getting me further and further into the disturbing rabbit hole that is mixed strengths that you find on the internet. Um, and this is a very good, and it goes very well with some of the bitters that I have um, because it does round out that profile and, and gives it a little bit more body um, and, and interest. So, but yeah, I'm coming around. This is, this is what yeah. I would, compare rise to i think as you know as we've talked about the this is your bullet equivalent yeah yeah i think it's fair yeah i agree i, I yeah maybe we should have gone in a different order because i think trying the other one has kind well, of bored us because this is this is not bad you're right pj yeah in I, comparison so it's tough my worry about going the other way is is I like I don't know how well you like cleansing of palates and things like that. And so starting with the good one, we really appreciate the good one as opposed to going the other way around. And it's just like it's hard to take some of the nuance to it. Right. Um, and yeah, I, I just know. I so much enjoy the the Midwinter Nights dram. It's just uh yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back to that one right now. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <clears throat> BJ, you said you had a topic you wanted to discuss. I did. Um, well, so it's it's a little bit less of a topic and more of a trying to continue a segment. I don't remember what I called it, which which I, I feel like is really bad, but it's the the version of stuff Josh likes that that we're doing for for just random things. Um, so where we sort of do a round robin of uh, projecting what the other per- something. Uh, some information about the other person. So we did a previous one about a summoning circle, um, you know, what things that, that you would use to summon that person. So so this one, um, my my thought was, what piece of clothing does does somebody else have that is just sort of like in the back of their closet that they pretty much never wear but don't get rid of? And so... Wow, uh, this is obscure. It's obscure, but but it's also just like uh, we we know a lot about to a certain extent about each other's wardrobes um, and and personalities. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for for Levi, what comes what would have come to mind immediately when he was back in North Carolina would be there would be a lot of jackets that would just sit at the back of his closet. Because they're not bad, you know. He's not going to get rid of them. That'd be inefficient. But you know, there isn't cold weather, so so why why would I would I pull up that that zip up hoodie that you know uh, uh, Luka Doncic uh, a zip up hoodie that that I really like. It's really comfortable, but but it's sitting in the. I'm not a fan. He's not a man. <laughs> Come on, I got the Luka hoodie. <laughs> I mean, it, yeah, it's unfortunate that the Levi is now a, a Celtics fan, but what can you do? Okay. Uh, well, let me get going because I have one that is on brand but also true, which is the 2005 National Championship T-shirt for UNC <laughs> that I have that is frayed. I mean, like, it's like you yeah. can't, I don't, I don't think, I think yeah. if you looked at it, it's like 2,000-something. Like, you don't even so, know what it is. Uh, but, yeah, I still rock the 2005 National Championship. Shout out Raymond Felton. So, so the other way around. So so what don't you wear anymore, but for somebody else? So, so Lee, what do you think Spencer has in his closet that just sits there that, you know, he's not going to get rid of but never gets any wear time, basically, you know, maybe once every year, every two years? 
every shirt he's ever had. <laughs> he doesn't throw things away. It's just every shirt. He doesn't throw things away, but he goes through T-shirts. Like I feel like Hunter would go through every single T-shirt he had basically before doing laundry, and so all of the like branded name T-shirts he... only get worn on the weekend because they don't get worn to court, and so he goes through basically every single one of them. Spencer, do you have a Bush Cheney shirt that Doug got you? I do. I do. <laughs> That's the one. There we go. I, I have an entire drawer of just shirts that I don't wear, but I keep for like nostalgia and memorabilia kind of value of where it's just a collection of shirts just from years old. Some, some of these shirts are like 20 years old that I never intend to wear again, but I feel bad throwing them away because they have a memory attached to them. And they just... They're growing to the point that two drawers now my dresser are full of shirts that I never wear, but don't really want to toss because I'll feel nostalgic when I hold them briefly. Uh, okay. Um, maybe we can do Spencer. Uh, what do you think BJ has in his closet? Oh, wow. Uh, give me a minute. I'm about to think about that for a second. I'll do one. Um, he has like, like a Under Armour shirt, except it's like a, like, a child's large. <laughs> oh God. So that reminds me of like, I have a couple of favorite pictures of Levi. Um, one of them is him going to town on a T-bone that, oh, yeah, that, I like that, one. that, that tickles me so much. Um, there's one with him having um, uh, poppies in his like fake poppies that were stuck in his beard. Um, that was from uh, uh, November 11th. Uh, somebody was handing out poppies at UNC, and I stuck them in his beard and took a picture. I'll, I'll send it to you, Levi. Uh, maybe we can put it up for the pod. And then and the last one is uh, we were when we had gone down to visit Spencer or dropped Spencer off to visit Bridget, mm -hmm. um, I think the first or second year that they were dating, something like that. First year. Um, right around New Year's. Um, we stopped at night with my aunt and uncle, and we went fishing. And basically, no one was prepared for slightly cold weather except for me. And so everybody had basically T-shirts, and I had a bunch of long sleeves. And I had a uh, Nike compression uh, shirt that, that was quite a bit warmer, and I offered it up to Levi, who's slightly larger than I am. Um, you didn't quite look like a stuffed sausage, but it was really close. And I think it was cutting off your circulation. <laughs> Pressing too much. Which, on, on this topic, I'm, I'm curious, just to take a sidebar. Um, mm. Does anyone have the photo of me from high school with cornrows? No, but I want it. Actually, I, I loved it. If you, you could find it, that'd be great. ID. No, no, it wasn't on an ID. Um, no, there's a photo of me. Uh, it's me it, wearing like a suit because I was at like a quiz bowl practice where I had um, cornrows. The reason why I brought this up is because I, I was at a work event and one of my work colleagues uh, mentioned to a, another person who we work with who's not on our team that I had cornrows in high school. Um, and and that, that, that woman is, is just you have been outrageously amused by the concept of me having cornrows. I have a question for you. Were you at the the Quiz Bowl event where we were at Elizabeth City State University? Yes, uh, both you, and, myself, and I ran and, roughshod over the whole thing. Well, you you you, you comment. You're you're you really overstating your case. Both yourself and me, uh, as well as Brooks Starrett, uh, did did extremely well in that. We my my team won, and I, I, I had like six straight questions. I know they. I know, I know you guys won, but I'm saying that both you and I, who were marginal quiz bowl participants, like we weren't, um, we weren't necessarily <laughs> always on the on the first team. But that was the one place we're at a historically black college, um, and they asked a lot of sort of black history and, and, sports, and sports questions and, and music, and, yeah. and I was killing it. Yeah, no, both of us just shined that time, um, and Brooks <laughs> did, Brooks did extremely well, as I recall as well. Um, and it was one of those situations that we were. We're tickled with ourselves. Um, well, because I remember it was like the, the questions were like, okay, who has the most points in the NBA all time? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. Yeah. Who has the most receiving yards in the NFL? Jerry Rice. Like I was just like, 
one sports <laughs> question after another. <laughs> and, and it was funny because they were relatively benign sports questions. That, to your point, you yeah, know, Jerry yeah. Rice, Kermit Abdul-Jabbar, Jackie Robinson, like th- these aren't like super obscure things, right? Um, and all, all these relatively more stodgy people um, who know their Shakespeare and know their Roman emperors. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, be, being asked the about Spencer them. types. Yeah. Oh, this is this is a nightmare game for me. <laughs> Not getting um, any of those. But yeah, if any of you guys can, can has, has that photo, just pass it along to me because I, I can't find it on, on amongst my stuff, and I have no clue where it could have been. Or so you that... you had cornrows at one point. Multiple times. Um, I, hand up. I'm going to admit something here. There was a period of time in high school where I wore a do rag. Oh my god. I did. Oh Jesus! Is there How a photo of this? How long? Uh, maybe a six-month period. Uh, I had very, period. very close-cut hair, so like almost like a buzz cut, and I wore a do-rag. I did. Oh my god! I need that photo. Um, <laughs> Strike it from the record. Uh, that's great, and you definitely call yourself T Dub. Um, oh, I did. Oh, during that time period. <laughs> Talk to people about my burgeoning rap career. <laughs> Oh, God. Yeah, you remind me of, uh, I had a hat that was kind of like a fishing hat with, like, slightly floppy, uh, like, cloth hat that I wore for way too long in high school. Probably was, like, two or three months that, oh, God, I, it, it hurts me a little bit. Like a trucker hat? Uh, no, like a, a, a full brim all the way around. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, like a fisher's yeah. cap. Okay. Yeah, yeah, um, um, yeah, yeah. BJ, I, I can see you going through a, a hat phase. Like maybe, maybe even touching on the door, maybe a little bit. Hat phase. Um, what what do you picture him in? Oh, What's fedora. That kangle? Fedora kangle. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh that that's a little painful, but uh, but I do appreciate. So I am. I do steal hats from my stepfather when I go to synagogue when I'm at home, um, like if the weather's not great. So yeah, why are you making weird face sponsor? Just the idea of stealing. The, do you just take hats without telling him? Okay. Yeah, well. To what degree far, is he like involved I, in Do you ask him before you take his hats? I, I, did, I did ask him at one point, but like there's like a coat closet that has coats and stuff like that and has hats stacked in, on one of the shelves. And so... You know, I'll find one that that matches, you know, the the suit that I'm wearing, and and wear it. Okay. Um, but they're they're not the the target fifteen twenty dollar hat, so I feel like it's a little bit better than than the uh, Kangol or, or 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 fedoras that that are so so popular with the white knights. <laughs> Just out of curiosity, because you guys own so many more articles of clothing than I do, how many hats do y'all respectively own? I probably like have... You, you wear. Oh, that I wear three. Three. Uh, yeah, I have four, but, but yeah, about the same. It's, it's funny. So I essentially have three UNC hats. Uh, one that I wear for running, and that's the running hat because it's kind of gross. And then two others that, that I sort of switch between. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that's another hashtag on brand that I have it like a a running hat that's kind of gross. But I've got two. I've got two UNC hats and one Gryffindor hat. <laughs> Gryffindor, interesting. Yeah. yeah, like official branded merchandise Gryffindor hat. Yep, indeed. It's my favorite hat. So and, and Spencer, by the way. A gift. That was me. Okay. That was just me fucking I can be writing it for you, like 100%. But she was very supportive of the purchase, but no, <laughs> I, I did it. <laughs> Levi, you were going to say so? Yeah, so the difficulty with me, right, is that I move, you know, five And five you get rid of ago. things like I just like per- purged like through so much yeah. stuff. Um, and so it was nice in many respects of getting rid of stuff uh, because I also had a 2005 national title uh, T-shirt, and I said, "Yeah, this thing is is tattered. I need to get rid of it. I'm not I'm not a Spencer." Um, and so I, I got rid of that thing. Um, <laughs> Spencer, put that on the T-shirt. 
but yeah, so in terms of the weirdest thing that I have, since we're doing a sort of merge of your idea, BJ, and then what Ter <laughs> Terry's done with it, um, I, I've got a t-shirt um, from Monta Ellis's stint with the Dallas Mavericks, uh, where he gave a quote uh -huh. about him comparing himself to Dwayne Wade, saying, I have it all except for the rings. Um, and it says Monta has it all. Um, and his face <laughs> on it. I think the weirdest Monta Ellis, before it's that, done. That I have, and... I don't know why I have it. Like, I don't really know where it's from because like it's a nonsensical t-shirt because it's definitely too old for me to have gotten it and it would not have fit my dad. So I don't understand like why I have it, but like I have uh, sometime in the eighties space invaders shirt that has like, you can t like you can feel that it like was made in the 80s and the designed in the 80s and it's like this i mean it's not retro Neon. because it's from that time but mm -hmm. it's probably the most valuable thing you have in your home by the way uh, <laughs> probably the whiskey honestly but. speaking of t-shirts i have a i don't know if you guys can see it oh <laughs> <laughs> miss me yeah. Don't we just? Barack Obama. What happened to your bookie, Booker shirt? I'm, I'm sad. Sarah wore that yesterday, actually. <laughs> I, so I, I now have, I have this Barack Obama shirt. I have a Bill Clinton shirt, a Hillary Clinton shirt. I've got a Yang shirt, a Warren shirt, and a Buttigieg shirt. You are missing a candidate in there. Oh, and Bloomberg. And Bloomberg. I got a Bloomberg. Not, not what I was going to say. <laughs> Trump? No. I, I, <laughs> I can never picture you wearing a Bernie Sanders shirt. I don't think you would. No, you wouldn't. Fuck no. Well, I, I feel like once to be, if, he be, if he gets the nomination, I could see you repping. Unhappily, but repping. Uh, no. I don't know. I don't think you would. I am going to be very angry. Hey, okay. So we can transition, right? Yeah, we can transition to... to Hold on a second. Want. Someone is knocking on the door of this house. You guys talk. So apparently... Um, or or we can just pause thing, um, and then Terry gets back, and we'll cut That's an option, too, yeah. Fair enough. Yeah, I really kind of need to downsize that drawer. I, I've got, like, you know, the... What do they call it? That little jersey kind of thing they give you when you run a marathon? I've still got those from, one, from like 15 years ago. Never going to wear that again. Did you but, run, a run a half marathon. Huh. I, I mean, they're dry fit or dry whatever, so they, they wick sweat better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that was... Unfortunately, they're usually polyester and super uncomfortable, yeah. but sometimes the, the better races have, like, decent... No, no, it's exceptionally uncomfortable. I mean, that was the day where I ignored your advice about nipple chafing, and that thing did not help with that mm. process. It does not. Um, so, do you think that Lee is going to get rid of all of his golfing stuff, or is it just going to be, like, in the back of his closet ad infinitum, because, like, he's not going to get rid of it, but apparently he's completely out on golfing now. Is he out on golfing? He said at some point that he's out on golfing. I don't remember the last time he said he's been golfing. I don't think he's, he's golfed in a while, but I, did, I didn't know that he had like a philosophical problem with golf. He does not appear to golf anymore. I mean, it's, huh. it's, uh, it's a problem with uh, the state of the planet. Golf is just, you know, completely destroying the environment. He's not wrong. And, and you know puttering around so, so I have hey, a, why are you out of so so hold up terry before you before you go let's go ahead yep. and do this in three two one now we can cut back uh yeah so interesting story um i mean i'm recording at my in-laws house they have a town home that's in our same subdivision and someone knocked on the door i went to the door it's a neighbor who seemed to think i broke into the house <laughs> And was asking me for credentials. He was like, well, you're not. You're not. I, I actually, I did. I, I was like, well, I'm recording the podcast, but that's neither here nor there. It's my. 
And he was like, yeah, yeah, Excuse I don't know. Me. I've just Did never seen you around. I have, I have house for a studio. I don't understand why you're mm-hmm. questioning this. Wonderful acoustics. <laughs> this guy seemed to think I just broke into the house, and he was, like, very upset with me. <laughs> so to, to give listeners a sort of peek behind the curtain there, um, I stayed in that house uh, for a week. Um, I got never not once accosted by some some neighbor who was spying well, on things. And I, and I here's the here's the thing which you should know about right next terrorist. Uh, um when I was flying uh this this uh, last weekend uh from Cincinnati to um Boston because I was I was there for about mitzvah um I was there was a there was an issue in the uh security line. Um the scanner just like shut down and so the line was very backed up. Um, and my stuff got sent over for secondary scan. Um, anyway, my girlfriend's waiting for me, and she's talking to a guy um, who's who's waiting there for his partner. And the guy looks at me uh, and goes, that guy's a fucking thug, um, with like a Boston accent. Um, and Sam was just like, I don't know what's going on here. Um, and just like grabbed my hand and pulled pulled me away from there because some guy was trying to accuse me of uh, looking like a terrorist. So I did not get accosted for being in that that townhome um without reason terry got asked in some like cabin in the woods like terry got asked for his credit this is yeah yeah (laughs) she was right this guy was like he was like well you're not you're not the from illinois you're not you're not the the people i know and i'm like what did you show him your id no fuck no I didn't let him in the house. I told him it was my in-laws' house, and I'm here. Do you think the police will be knocking in about 20 minutes? I hope so. That'd be a good story. (laughs) (laughs) I I actually stayed at the house for two days. I waved at the neighbor, and he waved back. So, again, no issue with me apparently staying there. Spencer, I would 100% believe that you were from Illinois. Sure. That is... That's that's too funny, Terry. Um, it's hopefully. just it, what's interesting to me is like who has who does this? Like he knocked on the door and was like, basically like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And that's an interesting thing to do at someone else's house, right? <laughs> just show up at somebody else's house and go, hey, fuck you. I feel like e- either you call the cops because you feel like somebody's broken in, mm-hmm. or you just like. Go to your wife and be like, oh, there's something interesting going on next door. Like, I don't understand. It's not the people from Illinois, but like something in between yeah. is super weird. This yeah, is like a really crazy. criminal mastermind I am here. Like, break into someone's house to talk at a computer. <laughs> like, I, that's, that's my, my end goal here. This, this neighbor was ready and able to do a citizen's arrest. He was going to get the law in his own hands until the police could be called on saying. I'm envisioning him being... Um, let's say 71 um he's he's ex-military uh retired uh marine um and he's sitting there having a early lunch with his wife he sees someone walking over there and they're just chattering like that doesn't seem like the guy from illinois um you know greta i should do something about that i'm gonna go over, i'm gonna go over there and, and <laughs> perfect see what's going on and they're about right i mean he was, he, he was making shorter. noises over there and i don't understand making noises. <laughs> he was shorter um he was probably around 70. Yeah, that's about right, Levi. And he, he seemed, he was very matter of fact about what the hell, just what the hell I was doing here. I mean, you could have said, you know, it's a good thing we're not in Florida because Castle Doctrine, like. <laughs> uh, out of curiosity, how did the conversation end, Lee? Um, I explained to him that my mother-in-law would be here in two weeks um, and that he could talk to her then. Oh, so you're telling him, you know, when the best time to rob the place is. I, I, love <laughs> I, I, I texted Sarah uh, and my wife and told her what happened. And my she wife. just texted back, and we're still paying for a security system. Why? <laughs> <laughs> you have the neighborhood watch right next door. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Okay. Well, that was, that was weird. Okay. Uh, uh, tra- do you mm-hmm. transition into um, politics? Let's go ahead. So before that, I, I do have a question for you, for you, Lee. Um, are you out on golf? Yeah, I'm done. I'm, I just don't enjoy it. Like, so it's a long time. I mean, okay. It, it, playing around a round of golf on like a reasonable golf course that's you know 
lot of people are playing on, will take you five hours. And that's just – that's not travel time. That's not prep time. I mean, you're in for a whole fucking day to play around the golf. Um, that's just a lot of time. Some people see that as, an, as a positive, but you see, you see it as a negative. That's fair enough. And as I was relaxing, I was imagining with the uh, what's in somebody else's closet. Like, I just imagine you having, like, three or four pairs of golf shoes that are never going to see the light of day anymore. And you're just, like, looking at them like, mm, did I donate them? But, like, what if I have... Uh, no, I'll no. still play because that's a that's a way that my me and my dad connect. So I, I play to hang out with him, but I don't. I would never on my own do it. So um, it just came to mind, and before we move on to politics, so Terry, um, at the sales conference I was at, um, I spent probably thirty minutes talking is being generous to me, but being talked to by someone. Uh, <laughs> About, about college basketball and UNC. Uh, one of the guys there played, played high school basketball with Marcus Ginyard. Um, and, and he was a... I'm Facebook a, friends with him, by the way. No big deal. Uh, he's a big Tar Heels the guy fan. That he played was, with Marcus Ginyard or Marcus Ginyard? Marcus, Marcus Ginyard. Um, <laughs> but this guy was just like talking at me about college basketball. And I was like, I, I remember some things, but I don't remember a whole lot. I don't really follow it too much anymore. Um, he was a really nice guy. He just really loved UNC. Um, and so the fact that I went there, especially went there during uh, 2005, uh, sort of made a connection there. Um, apparently he's playing in, in, in France. Is that the word? Yes, he is. Okay. Are you checking Facebook now just to confirm that? No, I'm still texting with Sarah about this fucking neighbor who was all about my business. But no, I'm, I am I'm Facebook friends with Mark Gidyard. You follow him. Uh, he is playing for La Liga, um, which is, is that, the, that's the name of the league. In France? Yeah. Um, that's, re- that's really weird because that's, that's Spanish, um, not French. I, I don't, I think he, I think it's a European league and he plays in France. Yeah. Do I need to send you a screenshot of me, no big deal, friends with Marcus Ginyard? Even like you don't <laughs> believe me. Uh, I don't doubt you. Um, I also feel like Marcus Ginyard is probably kind of like um, our friend D, who just friends everybody that they came in contact with and in college, and so they have like thousands of thousands of friends, and and they have no idea. I'm I'm curious whether you'll get this, um, I, Spencer. There's zero chance you'll get this. Terry, you probably will. Um, I think D is his approach to social media back in the day, especially is set himself up well for his, his future as an adult, right? Because that's how LinkedIn works. Um, you meet someone once at a conference and suddenly now you're, you're connecting on LinkedIn. Um, it's incredible in terms of the, the passing acquaintance level uh, friendships that happen there or connections that happen there. So I actually had a experience with that uh, when I guess, Academia is just a weird social circle because, like, it's not a LinkedIn kind of social circle. But at at a uh, a scientific conference, somebody uh, in the military genre like approached me, and we talked for a little while. And within like a couple of hours, I had a LinkedIn request, and I was just like, "This is weird. Like, what what is going on?" But do now functionally and and understand that like that's how people make connections in the outside world and and so it, it's weird having that like realization it's like oh okay that's how people make like professional connections and if i wanted to to uh make connections and and get jobs like this is the way to do it and I should not find this weird. I should be like, oh, this is awesome. Like, I have networked as a like, why, why is this person like at my poster for like, it's like talking me or establishing a connection? I don't even know what it is on LinkedIn. Now I understand. Yep, exactly. Okay. Um, BJ, are you going to let us talk politics? Uh, uh, yeah, so so I will you delay a little bit longer. Uh, no, I'm not going to delay any longer. I will let you in on a secret that um, I I did not 
put as much effort as I should have into my um, city council run um, and, and did not get enough uh, signatures to be on the ballot. But but possibly in the future, uh, I have looked into it a little bit more from now and uh, we'll, we'll see what I can do. How many signatures uh, is required to be on the ballot? Uh, um, I'm still not super clear on that. Googling. <laughs> <laughs> So there's there's the town hall. So I'm not in as far as I have figured out the city of San Diego, but I'm in San Diego County. So there's the town council, um, or or there's a there is a city council district six elected official, but that doesn't actually come up for election this uh, this time around. But the um, the county supervisors does come up election this time around. So if I actually want to run some for something, that's what I should have run for, as opposed to city council. Uh, and well, I I feel like I've researched this way more than is reasonable. Well. But this is something that, that I'm sure like planning and, and programming things. Spencer. Well, BJ, if, if, if you do indeed, do indeed intend to run for uh, San Diego Council, you would need 100 signatures. 100? You couldn't That's get it. 100? BJ, you have not tried you here. You get 100? Jeez, uh, I 100% didn't try. The... the the city council run was completely a fabrication of this podcast, but <laughs> it break the fourth wall. If you get 800, you can waive the filing fee. Oh, see, oh, oh, God. Oh, Spencer, that's that, that, that's that definitely BJ. That's a Spencer move right there. <laughs> you only need 200 to run for mayor. All right. I love how BJ, you gave some really crappy excuse. Spencer fact checked you too, like a like hundred people. Just go to your quad at whatever university you're at. It just like you can get a hundred people in in thirty seconds. Um. Yeah, but the bar is eight hundred. Okay, that'd be to waive the two hundred dollar filing fee. Jesus, that's that's like two bottles of good whiskey. I mean, hundred percent. That's worth it. Okay. All right. I'm going to put a disclaimer now. If you don't want to hear us idiots yammer about politics, turn the pod off because we're going to talk about politics. Okay. Iowa caucus, Monday evening. Spencer, how do you feel? That it is entirely up in the air who's going to win this thing. It, I mean, we're at a state right now of where the Based on betting odds right now, the leading candidate has like 35, 36% odds. It's ridiculously close. And it's an interesting kind of thing of where who has been leading in the Iowa caucus has changed like four or five times in two months. It is continually bounced about. I think right now everyone seems to be agreeing that Bernie's leading at least on average. I thought you were talking about the Republican caucus. (laughs) No, no point there. But yeah, I'll be staying late Monday night to find out how, how this goes, because right now, at least Bernie's leading in the first three states. And we talked before that that could be very relevant going forward, even despite the fact he's struggling in Super Tuesday areas. Yeah. Yeah, I think Bernie's going to win. Um, and I think I don't want to second. And then, and then you got Biden Warren. some. What, you, I think that the convention, I think that it seems like there's a lot of contention what's going on there. Why are you making weird faces, Lee? Uh, it, it, that, sorry, not, nothing to do with what you're saying. I'm reading. Okay, my fair enough. Um, a little bit more on the, the uh, invasive neighbors. Um, so We are still talking about that, yes. <laughs> You should have asked them, have they found Jesus and who are they voting for? 
Um, I wish I had a. I, I wish I could record <laughs> the, the the interaction because the guy was so mad, mad, like matter of fact and mad at me for having the the gall to be in this house. <laughs> um, and there, I'm I'm really curious, actually. I mean, I know that the Iowa caucus, caucus is coming up, and I I do agree with you. I think that Sanders has a bit of an edge, and I think I don't know whether the Biden support that is in polling will functionally be a, a vote factor, because I think that Biden has the biggest name in people that aren't paying a lot of attention to politics, and in a large, in the older crowd that's going to get polled often and answer polls, they're like, oh, yeah, Biden, I know that name. Um, I'm fine with that. Um, but there was already an issue the last time around with what happened at the Democratic National Convention, and I think it's only going to get worse. And I, I don't know what the correct balance is. What you're referencing it. there is, is Bernie people um, having a sort of victim syndrome and believing that somehow the world is against them uh, and putting way too much stock into the DNC and their power. Yeah, okay, this <laughs> superdelegates versus the... Superdelegates are gone. It's over. Yeah. No more superdelegates. Uh, right. And, and so, but, but there's a lot of question and a lot of uh, tumult between what the rules and what's going to happen at the DNC National Convention and how that's going to work. And it is an evolving process. And while I think it's great that the that there is a very open and ongoing conversation, I feel like there is some detraction in the fact that it is not understood and set. And and so like I don't know what like a good balance is there. Well, I'll tell you, I, I think the, the rule is if you get the most votes, you get the nomination, which Hillary Clinton got 55% of the votes in the, the Democratic nomination. So I don't, I don't understand this concept that somehow the DNC is whatever, whatever. But anyway, we, we, we will litigate 2016. Um, Hillary well, won I'm the election. I'm talking about going forward. Sure so, so how does the DNC, like the rules of the DNC and like how they, they choose a nominee? You get the most votes, you win. When is when has that never happened? Like, tell, give me an example of any time in the Democratic Party history, in let's say the last seventy years, if you got the most votes, you didn't get the nomination. Well, if we go back far enough, like earlier twentieth century, you had to get something like two thirds or even three fourths majority to get the nomination. That's the reason they just had so many brokered conventions. But well, that's more delegate. recently. I'm talking about votes. Yeah, he's talking about more recently, and you're talking about votes. Are you talking about like a per state basis, basis and who wins the state? Or are you talking about you know aggregate. total number of aggregate? I mean, like the, the, the I don't. I mean, when I mean Obama. So, so my votes. question is, it, it's not about but Bernie versus Hillary. It's it's more of a. I think that there is a weird dichotomy about the necessity and usefulness of a very open process versus and changing the rules to accommodate an evolving party versus a this is how we're doing it like we don't care we're not going to change anything that is a little bit more of the writer side of things where everybody knows what's going to go on and you have a very Cons uh, conscripted process or prescriptive process. Levi, who are you? Uh, who are you betting on Monday night? Who am I betting on? Yeah, Bloomberg, hundred percent. I mean, who do I like or who do I think is going to win? Who do you think is going to win? Uh, Bernie. Who do, who you, do like? you like? Other than AOC. That's a hard question. Uh, yeah, AOC is is number one in my heart. Um, Ugh. Your heart, it is. Okay. Ooh. What are you implied, BJ? Um, so, I like Mayor Pete. Um, I like Steyer. And 
I can accept uh, Warren. Okay. Steyer, the rare Steyer vote. I've been big on him. You guys know that. Yeah, you. It's funny because we have like text threads during the debates, and like <laughs> you usually don't participate, but I think the last one you just kind of threw in like. Oh no, guys! Steyer's doing pretty well tonight. <laughs> he had a, let's be fair; he had a damn good debate. Yeah, yeah. And one of the best moments of the night in terms of the Bernie Warren um, confrontation at the end there. Yeah, I mean, I've been big on the Mayor Pete bandwagon. Um, I don't think he's going to get the nomination. Um, so I'm so after we get to a point where Mayor Pete. Uh, and well, yeah, I mean, I, I, of course, on brand, I, I fucking jump all over the place. Um, but I think we're going to end up with a two-person race, Biden-Bernie. Um, starting. And then uh, I'm going to lose my friendship with Levi because I'm going to have to jump on the Biden bandwagon. Jesus Christ. Come on. No, you're not. No, you're not. Yeah. I, no. Absolutely. Over no. Bernie? Yes. No. So – as I think the most political out of all of us, why do you think that, that Warren has just, just isn't going to make it? Uh, I think that her support has been sort of cannibalized with Bernie's. Um, and I think that, quote, progressives, um, or you could call them extremes, uh, it's a it's a it's a pool of the same voters, so you know Bernie might be twenty percent one day and Warren ten the next day, and then you might have Warren twenty and Bernie ten. I think it's the same pool of voters. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think they're just kind of coalescing behind Bernie now. I mean, you you can see it in the candidates that are rising right now, of where the main candidates that have been gaining recently polls are Bernie, Bloomberg, and Klobuchar, and you can see by comparison the candidates that have been falling have been Warren and Buttigieg. Their base of support have been going to those other three candidates. Spencer, can you pronounce his last name yet? No. I ne- it, it will now prove irrelevant going forward because he's not going to win a single state. Damn you, mother. I don't like that. So, wins so Spencer, I, fe- I feel like you being in the law profession and not being able to say judge is a little weird. Boot edge edge. What, what, what word did I say by comparison? Gibbs. <laughs> You sort of yeah. mumbled at the end. <laughs> you just trailed off. Um, Spencer's part of the gig economy, so he's a little bit more familiar with it. To use an analogy, it's like most sports fans when talking about Giannis. Um, they say, yeah, Giannis, and they just avoid the last name, um, which is fair. Um, Levi, you can't just say that and not take the plunge. Oh, no, I'm not going to do that. Um, <laughs> Giannis Antetokounmpo. That's mostly right. The problem is... He's right. <laughs> He's not going to say it, but he's going to judge it. That's, that's right. Answer's come by. And Spencer, it's boot edge edge. It's very easy. And he will win a seat, damn it. Okay, so... New Hampshire? No. No. <laughs> well, good talk. Do you Oof. think he's going to do... How, how do you think he's going to do in Indiana? He could win uh, Indiana. Who cares? He gets there. He won't make it. There's the problem. Bernie's going to win all the states that, that he was originally leading in, and by that point, he'll have no basis of support. You're so mean. God, I'm, <laughs> am I wrong? Tell me if I'm wrong. Yeah, you're wrong. I really dislike Biden. I just keep thinking about it. Is he too old, Levi? No, Biden. Tiny I, team Biden. It's not the age intrinsically, right? Because I, I can. I'm more okay with with Bernie, who's the same age or older. 150 years old. And but it, it it's the energy. He's so low energy. He's so just like I don't want to be there. Like this. Is, okay, Trump. I'm I'm just saying. So hey, you believe you're going to be so I, mad I, at me because I'm going to be in two weeks. I'm going to be Team Biden. I know you are. <laughs> I, I can see where this is going. Yeah, I don't like where it's going. The thing that I don't understand is like Bernie had a heart attack and it didn't affect his campaign. And I don't understand that. Like because he has energy. He has fire in his belly. No, and, no. and Biden is... is no. No. What? Here's the thing. Is that the people who support Bernie are the same people that in Star Wars support Emperor Palpatine. Like, it doesn't matter <laughs> what, what he does. On? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter what Bernie does. They are sycophants. They are... 
it, they are locked into him, and it doesn't matter. I mean, he could he could be he could be literally in a coma, and they would vote for Bernie Sanders. So, so you're the stormtrooper version of a Hillary supporter. Yes. Like it doesn't matter what she could do. Like you're just 100. Okay. percent No, no. But I I do support Hillary. But that's different. I, what I'm saying <laughs> is this is a different conversation. What I'm saying is the people who like Bernie are they are like so locked in. Like so here's an example. A uh, recent Emerson poll, um, which did a national poll of the Democratic candidates, uh, also asked the question. Which shout out to them for doing it. Um, if you, your, your preferred candidate doesn't get the nomination, will you support the nominee? And 47% of Bernie supporters said they weren't sure. 47%. That's because they're like 20. They're sycophants. Yeah, but they're dumb. Like, it's fine. It's fine Bernie. young and dumb. Okay. Yeah. That's my point. You seem to agree with it. Yes, that's my that's my point. Your your point is that a lot of Bernie supporters are young and dumb. That's fine. No, but, not necessarily. My my my, it's that they they're voting Bernie. They're not voting Democrat. And there's a difference. So you trusting her at opposite at that point then? A certain difference, but I I feel like the other difference is like once they figure out what they're doing with their life and and it'll take them like three or four days. They'll they'll be like oh yeah yeah I'm I'm a Democrat like I'll support whoever else but they haven't thought that far ahead and thinking more than like 48 hours ahead is just not well no when you look at the polling too. sports I mean Bernie doesn't just have support from 20 year olds yes you guys are being extremely condescending to people who have principal stands on, on where they they believe our country should go and they're not going to just nominally support a party for party's sake um, you're supporting partisanship you're this is, this is terrible like. Biden's the worst. Why would you vote for him? Stay home. Because Trump. It Stay home. It, it doesn't matter. Strike this. That, that's it. <laughs> Stop it. Stay We're home. We're releasing Don't. Stay home. Vote. I mean, the reason you would, you would support Biden is as now. Spencer, you don't like that. Why? Porter, right? Or Bloomberg. I, I can't keep up. I, I was, was not reacting to you. I actually couldn't understand a word you said there for the last minute. Yeah, you, did, you did cut out on me, too. Yeah. Oh, sorry. So, so what I'm saying is that Biden is as close as you can get it to Obama, because he was an Abraham. No! No! <laughs> uh, like we've often talked about the issue of an importance of momentum, that most recent polling says that Bernie's leading in the first three states. Yes. Is that enough to give him decisive momentum to succeed in states that he otherwise is going to normally struggle in? And with groups he's otherwise normally going to struggle in. It's a good question. I mean, you know, Biden's support largely is, yeah, the minority community, uh, and, and particularly African Americans, and they tend to stick with a candidate uh, as a voting block. Um, they're not. You don't see a lot of movement on that voting block. So what I could see happen is, you know, Sanders wins Iowa, New Hampshire, Nevada. Biden blows him out in South Carolina. And then you have this two-person race where anything Midwest or West or Northeast, Bernie wins and anything you know, along the South, Biden wins at really large margins. Mm-hmm. And so the delegate count can, can, can get competitive there. That's, that's kind of how I, I mean, see it well, playing out. Well, so the other side of it is like, do you think that Biden is enough at play in borderline states that would otherwise be Trump states. Well, I mean, that was, that was the argument of Bernie folks in 2016, which was, well, Bernie won all the states that Democrats win in the general, and Hillary won all the states that Democrats lose in the general. And somehow that was justification for, you know, wanting Bernie to be the nominee, even though he got 44% of the vote. Uh, I, mean, I don't know. Who do you think can win swing, can win swing states? Like... 
iron uh, iron manufacturing states and and so Pennsylvania, uh, mm-hmm. Detroit, uh, not Detroit, Michigan. He he was uh, thinking of the Rust Belt. Um, yeah, Rust Belt. Thank you. <laughs> I'll tell you this. Uh, I'm going to go on record now. Uh, let the podcast. Uh, I'm going to put this on the record. Whoever is the nominee is going to beat Trump. I think Trump is a very, very weak incumbent. So I don't. Whoever is the nominee is going to beat him. But yeah, I don't want it to be Bernie. I don't like the guy. Although he did say, I feel like Levi would bet against you with the first part. Yeah, well, I'm I'm willing to take any bet. Uh, I think Trump's the zombie candidate. Dark I think dead. That there's a bet here that that I really want to happen, Levi. No, I I want to bet that because I I do believe that um, there are a lot of weak, flawed candidates, and I think Trump is 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 what he is. Um, put, so Terry, put the money down. How much? Just name it. Um. $400 to a charity of our choice. Done. I'm going to make you give money to the monkeys. That's, that is what it is. <laughs> monkeys? That's going to happen. That's what, Levi. But the, the big question is, Levi, where do you want Lee to donate? To people. To people who matter, not to fucking <laughs> hey! monkeys. Who matter? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Okay. The, matter, the who people are, who matter. Are. My favorite per- part here is, Levi, what people do you think matter? Any person, any person, give you have to you have to make a you have to make a choice. Give the money to a drug addict on the corner. I don't care. It's more important than a monkey. Like you're just not a good person. Okay, four hundred bucks to a charity of our choice. Or the uh, Lee has anyone other than Trump. He has Field. Yes. Okay. Um, well, let's be more. <laughs> I'm going to be cynical here. Um, when is inauguration day? Is it uh, January 20th? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Uh, inauguration day 2021. Did you scroll inauguration? No, I had I had Google. Um, correct the first correct. time. Yeah. Uh, so on uh, Thursday, January 21st, okay. uh, Trump will be president. And you have anyone but Trump, okay? Yep. Uh, question. Yeah, I'm hedging. I'm, I'm hedging there, yes. Uh, there has been some running debate that if – to what degree will Trump be willing to accept election results even if he loses? Hedging so, there, Spencer. Yes, that's what I know. Saying. This is what I'm trying to clarify right now. All if right. he's still sitting in the office, does that count? No, nah, they'll take his ass out. Who? The Secret Service. So how much would you pay to see that? Him removed by the Secret Service and the twenty thousand dollars. <laughs> I mean I mean like in, 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 in terms of a pay per view <laughs> a lot of money like event, would that be the most watched event of all time or the like the, the, the most uh profit generating event? Because like if you if you could have the Pay to see the Trump administration like removed from the White House. So, how much the, money would you be willing to pay for that? And how would you compare that to the amount of money that you would donate to a Democratic candidate? So, BJ, you're you're joking here, um, but like I I am a hundred percent not. But okay. But the thing is, is that if this happens, like we're we're itching closer and closer to, to a civil war. Um, oh like, yeah. So we really should not be voting like, like making jokes of that, because if that happens, there will be a significant point of the, point of the population that's going to not believe that. And now we have basically insurrection inside of the United States. I mean, as, no, as Levi, you you're about you being redneck terrorists. Like, no, I don't, I don't, I think his supporters will just be like, yeah, he, it's Trump being Trump. Like, yeah, he needs to leave. Uh, I Appalachia going to be like real weird. Yeah, well, fuck them. I mean, the military would just tell them to shut up. But and Levi, like another thing that you're not considering is that the the country's going to coalesce around Joseph R. Biden. I mean, my God, man, he's the he's the oh. candidate we all love. It's what we need. Heal heal the country, Levi. You're like like three weeks early on that one. Stop it. <laughs> racist and 
you think he's going to say between now and the Democratic convention? I think that frame that you're having there is is, is why the Democrats are going to lose. Um, Democrats aren't going to lose. Biden's going to win. Um, and and I what we're going to do? Really what, hope what, that that's the case. But but okay. But Lee, like you can you can agree that that Biden says some things that. BJ, what we're going to do, and I say we because I'm I'm in the Biden campaign now. What we're going to do is we're just going to keep him from microphones. There's no reason for him to be talking. Well, Trump has already established that precedent. He, he doesn't actually have to have daily briefings to the, to the press. He just <laughs> no. no. We just don't need Biden talking. He just doesn't. He, it's okay. He's just going to hang out at his house in uh, in in Delaware and just, uh, just have the deep deep state run. So, so, so you don't yeah, want him exactly. I love like random state. voters anymore. No, no, he doesn't need to be even campaigning. It's fine. <laughs> I mean, you talked about one thing that annoyed you about Bernie was that his supporters just didn't care. They'd vote for him regardless of what he did, whatever else. Yes. Biden's kind of had that effect, too, of where his poll numbers really have not changed much during the primary. He's always Spencer, made about 35, 40 percent, whatever. I don't else. need you hitting me with uh, logic and calling me out for speaking out of both sides of my mouth. I don't need that at all. OK, Bernie sucks. Biden's great. End of story. <laughs> So, so Lee, how often do you flip the steak when you cook it? Once. Really? So, so that's the only time that you're not a flip flopper. Okay. It's Ooh, an interesting choice. Look at that. Burn, burn Got on him. me. Got him. Right. I do flip flop a lot. You're right about that. I'm a, I'm a bellwether. But uh, yeah, no, I, I don't know. I mean. I do think, like, I'm, I'm playing a character here, and we're having fun, but I do think it's going to end up being Biden-Bernie, and it's just going to be establishment moderates against, you know, the the more, quote, progressive or, or really far left side of the party, and we'll see from there. So given that, that you think that everybody should go to a doctor on a regular basis, how are you not a, a 100% behind Medicare for all? Because I, uh, well, a lot of reasons, but I mean, one is this concept that you kick everybody off their private insurance plan without their consent. I mean, I, I like my private insurance. And my private insurance is better than Medicare. And my so employer you're saying pays that, that because, like, you're who you are, you should have a better plan than, than a lot of other people. Yep. Yes. Yep. Exactly what he's saying. Okay. Yeah, of course. I mean, wh- wh- why <laughs> Medicare for all? First of all, it's a dumb conversation because it's never going to pass. So we're arguing about something that would get 10 votes in the Senate. So who gives a fuck? Uh, it's never going to happen. Um, but I, yeah, no, I don't think you should kick, kick people off their private insurance. I like what Pete says. Pete says uh, it's Medicare for all who want it. Shame he's not going to get any votes. God, Spencer, you're so mean so, to Pete. So, uh, my folks... Uh, no, Biden, it's fine. Um, <laughs> that's kind of your support for Biden summarized. Biden, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's a T-shirt. <laughs> Biden campaign, Biden. <laughs> it's fine. That's <laughs> uh, Biden's base of support right there. Okay, well, we have, we have run the gamut on politics. I have come out in support of Joseph R. Biden. Levi's no longer my friend. BJ thinks I want to... Uh, take away healthcare from everybody, and uh, and and Spencer's a big Bloomberg guy. I don't. I know. I. I the song is worth that. Spencer, you have to model that for the people. <laughs> I think it'll be your, it'll be perfect for your Succession podcast. No, Spencer gave the answer. Spencer just implied earlier on that it's not going to fit his junk. He's got a big dick. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Or he doesn't know which side to put it in. Anything else we want to discuss before we wrap up part two of our February 1st podcast? I, I really liked both of the rides that we had. I did too. Um, obviously, the mid, summer, midwinter night's drama is, is uh, the way to go. But, um, yeah, if you can find it, you should buy it. Agreed. And the Dickel Rye is good for the price. Absolutely. Yeah. 
It, what is its usual price? Uh, 20-ish. Oh, yeah, sure, yeah. Anything else before we wrap up? I think we're good. I enjoyed it, folks. Thanks, everybody. This is part two of the Weekend Weekends, recorded February 1st, 2015.